we said, take a look at this. That's what's not making the news because maybe it doesn't fit the narrative of the earth is melting kind of a thing. And in addition to that, the cities that were affected by the intensely cold July weather were smaller cities in places like Croatia, Western uh, Russia, and uh, places of that nature, essentially Eastern Europe, as opposed to the very large cities in Western Europe, like London, like Paris, and like Madrid, that were affected by some very, very warm temperatures underneath the ridge. The ridge was there. The heat was there. No debating it. But it was balanced out by some intensely cold air just to the east. I'll try to post a photo of what that looked like as we showed it last night on WJW Television on weatherjazz.com episode number 349. But today is, in fact, Science Wednesday. We're going to get to that topic in just a moment. We have moved on in the solar system, and now we have reached our favorite planet. And it better be Earth, because that's exactly where we live. We live in a truly unique place, what I call, and what many call, the Goldilocks Zone. In other words, it's the only place in the solar system with conditions that are just right for life. So here's the plan. When we come back from the break, we will establish some of the well-known facts, but we're going to take a look at it in a synoptic view, in a way that will put the pieces of the puzzle together and set up the stages for those things that we will uncover in the upcoming Wednesday editions of Weather Jazz. One more note before we take a break. Do you live in the Cleveland area? We've had nine 90-degree days thus far for the season. I think today, Wednesday, we're going to hit number 10. And in a normal year, we see about a dozen or so 90-degree days. So we're a little ahead of schedule. Won't take many 90-degree days from this point to bring us to that magic number of 12 or 13. And uh, I suspect that we will have at least... Uh, Pretty close to normal year, if not an above normal year, especially if the heat tries to migrate back north into the Ohio Valley. Should be very interesting. It's been a fascinating summer thus far, and we'll continue to monitor it and especially digging in a little deeper on Meteorological Monday. Earth, part one, coming your way right after the break. Don't go away. All right, everybody, we're back. And very much on purpose, I saved Earth as one of the very last things that we would take a look at because, quite frankly, Earth is a very, very complicated object to study in the solar system for a number of reasons. However, before we get into some of those things that really make Earth tremendously unique... I am going to spend a little bit of time on the basics. Now, you may know an awful lot about the basics of Earth. However, perhaps you've never seen it presented all together in the very, very same context. And it's going to be an important springboard to take a look at the rest of what we're going to look at, especially as we head deeper into what I call the Goldilocks zone. In other words, 
we truly live in a place in the solar system and in the universe that goes well beyond coincidence for a number of reasons. We'll get into that perhaps in the next couple of weeks. Now, before we lay that groundwork, from which we'll spring out into some really interesting territory, I'd like to back up a little bit. I would like to make reference to Monday's episode. Notice that it took on a slightly shorter format. And judging from the number of downloads, I suspect that this is going to be the direction that I am going to be heading, whether it is a continuation of Season 2 or perhaps a revamp and a relaunch to Season 3. I'll try to do the same thing here with the Earth episode, although there is just a ton to discover about Earth and a ton to lay the groundwork for where we need to head in the coming weeks on Science Wednesday. Having said that, let's dive in. Earth is the third planet from the sun. No kidding, right? But that's okay. We need to establish all of these facts. It is the only astronomical object known to harbor life. And while larger volumes of water can be found throughout the solar system, only Earth sustains liquid surface water. And about 71% of the Earth's surface is made up of the ocean, by the way, dwarfing Earth's polar ice, lakes, and rivers. The remaining 29% of Earth's surface is land, consisting of continents and islands. Now, we all know that Earth has a magnetic field. That's how compasses work, and that's how we get around. And perhaps that's how some of the animals that migrate globally, in some cases, also get around. It's really quite an enigma, but which points to a wonderful design, a purposeful design. Keep that in mind as we go deeper and deeper into studying about our wonderful blue planet. Now, it's the Earth's liquid outer core, magma, the lava, that's just below the Earth's surface that actually generates that magnetic field that shapes the Earth's magnetosphere. And that is key because it's the magnetosphere that deflects destructive solar winds. It's basically our umbrella. Let's talk about the atmosphere. It's a very thin atmosphere when you consider the globe itself. But the composition, the concentration of each element, absolutely perfect for life. 78% nitrogen, which is inert. 20% oxygen, obviously needed for life. 1% water vapor, perfect. 0.93% argon. 0.04% carbon dioxide. And no... Carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. It is a part of the atmosphere which is absolutely key. Without carbon dioxide, plant life would not be possible. So let's continue. What about the rest of the composition, which would be in trace amounts? 0.001% neon, 0.00052% helium, 0.00019% methane, which, by the way, is a greenhouse gas, but note the trace amounts. These are minuscule compared to the overall atmosphere. Krypton, 
Yep, there's Krypton, 0.00011%. And lastly, hydrogen in very, very, very trace amounts by itself. Naturally, we see it an awful lot as H2O, the water vapor. But as standalone, freestanding hydrogen molecules, very, very light, obviously, it is 0.00006% of the atmosphere. Now, the atmosphere is unevenly heated. Obviously, more solar energy is received by the tropical regions than polar regions. It doesn't matter what season, despite the tilt of the Earth, which is 23 and a half degrees. And that heat is redistributed by the atmosphere and ocean circulation. It's how we get weather. High pressure systems, low pressure systems, storms, hurricanes. Those are all ways that the Earth essentially tries to balance out the imbalance in the tropical regions getting most of the solar energy. It essentially drives my profession and also drives this very program, Weather Jazz. One more thing before we close out today's foundation building elements of studying the Earth is the fact that we have one permanent natural satellite. It's the moon, and we'll be getting into looking at that moon in future Science Wednesdays. Keep that in mind. So how long does it take light that is reflected off of the moon to reach our eyeballs when we're staring at the full moon or quarter moon in any capacity or a crescent moon for that matter? It takes 1.3 seconds for light to bounce off of the moon and to reach us here on Earth. And the moon, by the way, always faces Earth. It's something we call tidal locking. We always see the very same face of the moon pointing towards us. Of course, we see different faces because the moon rotates around the Earth. More on that as we head towards studying the moon. But the moon, by the way, gradually slows the rotation of the Earth. Of course, it's really indistinguishable in terms of the overall motion of the solar system and, of course, of the Earth-Moon system. But it also stabilizes the Earth's axis at 23 and a half degrees. Very, very important. One more thing about satellites. Yes, we have one natural satellite, the moon, but we have about 4,500 operational artificial satellites that circled the Earth. And we also track, believe it or not, 18,000 pieces of space debris that are indeed trackable. They have to keep track of those things to basically stay out of the way such that we stay out of the way of those pieces of space debris for things like shuttle flights, the International Space Station, and other satellites that are up there providing important services like GPS and telecommunications and things of that nature. Well, that's where we're going to stop today. Certainly a lot of interesting facts, many of which perhaps you've already known But when you look at them collectively, it pretty much provides a groundwork so that where we are heading will make much more sense in the Wednesdays ahead studying the Earth. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word about this podcast. 
especially for those of you that just know somebody that has an interest in astronomy, maybe a young person or somebody who's always found astronomy fascinating. This is truly the time to take advantage of that. Of course, we started the series off with a study of Mercury. That was back in the spring. So go back on Wednesdays, the Wednesday episodes of Weather Jazz, if you want to get caught up. And we'll be taking a much deeper look at planet Earth, our favorite planet. At least it better be, because we live here. It's a great home. And we'll find out a whole lot more about it in the Wednesdays to come. Do you have a question, a topic suggestion, or you'd like to let me know that you're enjoying this series? I certainly welcome your input. You can reach me at weatherjazz at yahoo.com and also via the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line via voicemail. Call me at 234-525-5888. Listen closely to the prompts and leave me your message. Open line Friday, right around the corner. And this time, I have with me my autographed copy of Alex Price's book, Never Give Up. I will read for you an abridged version of Chapter 2. And it truly is a fascinating chapter. You don't want to miss that, because there are a couple of stories in there that will really pique your attention and make you smile. And if you live in the Ohio Valley, keep an eye for the potential for severe weather this afternoon. We'll take the rain because a lot of backyards still need it. Vis-a-vis the program that we highlighted some of the details on that on Monday. That's available, episode number 348. And we'll dig into Alex Price's book in episode number 350 on Friday. We'll see you then. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.